Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast. And in this episode, we talk with Dr. Elevich. He is with Private Health, and we get into why healthcare is a mess and you know how spending 10 minutes with a patient um, is really not enough time to really get down to the source of the problem and how there's just new healthcare models emerging, uh, much like his practice. So um, stay tuned to this episode to learn more about Dr. Elowitz and his practice and um, why there's some changes that are happening with healthcare. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. Hey guys, this is Stephanie with Empower Physical Therapy. And today we are interviewing Dr. Elvitz and he has a really cool office and really just wanted to sit down and hear his story about how he became a doctor and why he's doing what he's doing. So I'm really excited for you guys to, to meet him. So um, Dr. Elvitz, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you came from and why you became a doctor, all that good stuff that everyone likes to learn about. Sure. Well, thanks for uh, having me talk on your podcast today. Um, I actually uh, came to Texas uh, for, uh, for college, came all the way from Sweet Home, Alabama, and uh, ultimately went to UT Austin and met, uh, met my wife-to-be uh, there and uh, ultimately kind of kept me in Texas. So, you know, did my medical training, most of it here in Texas, a little bit in St. Louis. I've been in Dallas since probably about 2001 and with uh, Baylor downtown for about 10 years and was with Cooper Clinic for a few years. And then I started my own concierge practice called Private Health Dallas about three and a half, four years ago. Yeah. So, why, so why did you become a doctor? What was it about it that you, um, that drawed you to be, become a doctor? You know, probably from very early on, I had a, a friend of the family that got sick when I was a little boy. And, uh, you know, it started off that I wanted to be a brain surgeon. He had a brain tumor. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, uh, I think you're a few years younger than myself, but I don't know if you remember a show called St. Elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, I used to watch uh, watch that show and used to think how there was a Dr. Craig with his hands and that could be a surgeon one day. So it kind of evolved over time. So, you know, from being a brain surgeon to a cardiothoracic surgeon, um, and ultimately I fell into internal medicine is where ultimately I decided to go. So it's been great. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think we all have our similar experiences with that, how we grew up in life and what we imagine ourselves doing as a kid. And, you know, I originally wanted to be a doctor when I grew up because I was, I was a, played sports. I was a gymnast and I did, played soccer and I was always in the doctor's office always, but I was always a kid of like, why, why did this happen? How can I fix it? Um, so landing into physical therapy actually like fit my personality way better than being a doctor, because I love the whole journey of like seeing the patients and figuring out the puzzle of people. And then like seeing that journey through the right. whole entire time. Like that's, that's, that's my favorite part of physical therapy. I love that. The journey is the best part. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I learn from my patients all the time. Like the body is so amazing. Like I always tell patients, like our body has an amazing ability to heal. If we give it the right environment, it's amazing. So it's just being able to 
spend the time with people to figure those things out. So tell us a little bit why you started um, private health. You know, in, in, as our healthcare system goes through, you know, all the changes um, that have come about, not only over time, but as a result of, of COVID um, and the changes in our healthcare system, I, I knew very early on in my career that the typical doctor and the high volumes um, was not for me. I think there are certain doctors that, you know, excel in that environment. I am not one of those. Uh, and for me, I like the, the personalized uh, touch. I like being able to spend more time with my patients um, and getting to know them and their families. Um, and for me to get, you know, to provide the type of healthcare that I want to provide, I, I need more time. And, and traditional medicine really doesn't allow a financial or business structure um, that allows that. Um, you've got to be very efficient, very um, quick, um, and be able to get a point across in a very short period of time. Um, and I, it, that's just not, not the way I practice, and, and I'm not good at that. Um, so for me, it was trying to be able to practice and provide medicine in a way that I was most comfortable that worked best for, you know, my life and my family. Um, you know, as I went through the different aspects of concierge medicine, it kind of has evolved just as kind of what I wanted to do for a career. And as you learn the environment, there's a, there are a whole, um, continuum or spectrum of, types of concierge medicine here in, in Dallas and across the country. And so for me, that, that vision had kind of evolved over time. And once I started practicing it, you know, I, I quickly realized that there are benefits to multiple different facets of, of how you practice concierge medicine. And for me, it was really focusing on not just the preventative aspect, uh, the diagnosis, but also the management, the long-term care, you know, being able to provide care for multiple different family members, um, and being able to be personalized and not just be able to, you know, it's nice when you're with a large healthcare system, they want you very cookie cutter fit into a specific category. But in reality, patients don't always fit into one category and often, you know, span across multiple different categories. And so for me, it's been, that's ultimately once I kind of started practicing in the world of concierge, kind of got my vision as to what I wanted and that's what I created. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tell patients too, like, I don't know how you can figure out what's going on in a 10 minute conversation. Cause that's all you have. And half the time, even when you have that 10 minute conversation, you've got to ask questions to, ch to check off boxes for insurance so that you can make sure that you get paid for that 10 minute conversation. Um, and even, even if you're like the best person and you can multitask, I mean, I'm, I'm total ADHD and I could multitask, but at some point you, you, you do an in-service to your patients. I mean, I, I don't, I know when I was with the whole insurance side of things and doing stuff, I would get frustrated that a patient, I was on their 15th visit and I finally figured, figured out what was going on when, if I actually had the time with them, it probably would have been their fourth visit. But when you have so many people that you're navigating to figure things out, you just are going to miss things. You just can't sit down and have the conversation. So when you can have these conversations, you can have the time with people, you are going to be able to save them so much heartache and, 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 you know, long-term and sending them to this test and this test and this test, because they don't have time to really deal with people. Right. So what else have you noticed? Like, I mean, cause I think people see 
the frustration from the insurance side of things of them trying to see a doctor using their insurance. But like, I don't think people hear it from the medical providers, like what we all have to deal with. And a lot of times I know you hear all the time, well, doctors make so much money. So what's the deal? I'm like, you don't understand the half of it. They really don't in the system. It's gotten worse and they have no time. And their paperwork is like three hours a day now with all the new changes. So tell us a little bit about like some of the problems that you've seen within the healthcare system. I was going to say, to be fair, I haven't been in the traditional healthcare system now for eight years. Um, but I hear from my colleagues and I know the things that I endured are the things that, you know, continue, you know, one of the biggest things for, I think, physicians is the amount of time spent out of the office on, you know, administrative tasks, paperwork, documentation, all the things that we love. Being <laughs> um, but that is, that is an area in the, in the, in the, in the traditional world where you're, you know, you may spend, a, a typical provider may be in the office from, you know, eight to five, spend two to three hours documenting at night. I don't think the average person realized how much time is spent. And there's plenty of physicians, you know, around the time that I started my own practice, I know several that did the same thing that failed. Um, and you're kind of uh, stuck and um, most of the healthcare systems require very strict contracts and non-competes that kind of get you pigeonholed. Um, and then, you know, most doctors end up agreeing to something that they probably shouldn't uh, agree to. The reason I don't you know, take insurance is because it is the amount of time and effort it takes as a individual practice to be able to deal with that is extraordinarily complicated, mm-hmm. very time consuming, very frustrating, you know, to get 36 cents back for XYZ charge from an insurance <laughs> company or Medicare isn't really worth the time. You know, when you, when you look at you're paying your attorneys to set up your practice, you know, 500 to $600 an hour, Yet Medicare is paying you $36 for a Medicare annual physical or $86, whatever the number may be. It's crazy. Um, but that's the reality. And I, I wouldn't, I know whether it's in physical therapy or uh, in most other fields in subspecialties of medicine, um, it's a similar issue. You know, surgical subspecialties, I think, get a little bit more for procedure based, but I know that they've been uh, affected dramatically as well. And unfortunately for the average individual, um, as a patient in our healthcare system, I think patients as a whole are probably going to feel more and more lost that they don't have a, a, a quarterback in our system. Yeah. The ability to deal with the bills is uh, not, I don't even mean from the financial component, which is a, obviously an issue, <laughs> but more, more importantly, just to actually understanding the basics of, you know, what you're getting. I see the bills that I get from my own family and they're, they're fairly confusing when you're trying to understand them all. Um, and unfortunately, was our, we moved more towards a universal healthcare system um, for the United States. I think for the average provider, um, the amount of time that is going to be spent will probably be even less. The amount of time that you'll, the average person will actually see an actual doctor um, will be even less. There'll be ancillary providers, whether it be you know, nurses, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, or, or whatever, however, pharmacists. Uh, with test to treat, you don't even see, you won't even see a, someone who's trained to te- technically take care of patients. And our system is moving more and more towards that. I don't, I don't see it necessarily changing, which is why I think the, you know, the advantage of things like concierge medicine for those that can afford um, to be able to be able to spend more quality time and to get personalized recommendations 
is helpful. I know for obviously for a large segment of the population, that's not feasible, but there are options that have come up in place that are different from the traditional medicine, something called direct primary care, mm-hmm. which is also another option. And so all those options, depending on how patients want to divide up their, you know, their own revenue and their own income from what they do and where they want to spend their healthcare dollars and how they want to spend their healthcare dollars, there's lots of different options. And I would encourage people to, to look at all the different ones. I know obviously my practice is not right for most. Um, I, we charge a, a fairly hefty premium for, for what I do, um, but there are, you know, there are those that are a lot less expensive than what I do. And there's also those that are a lot more expensive than what I do. So I think as a patient, you have to be willing to kind of do that search as to what's right for you and your family and your loved ones. Um, and just like for what you guys do, um, you know, it offers a, a service in a, uh, that, you know, patients can decide, you know, is this something that I want to experience that's, I'm going to have a, a better quality um, and a better understanding. Um, and is that worth that additional, you know, cost to me? And then, you know, for each, each thing you look at in healthcare, our patients will have to decide those things. Well, it's, you know, I, I tell people too, sometimes it seems like there's an expense up front, but the amount of money that you're going to save and heartache is so much less. I mean, like we can save people from getting unnecessary MRIs because honestly, they don't give me any information. I can do an evaluation unless there's some red flags or things like that. We can figure that thing that, that out, like that's going to save you right there, saving you from having surgery. That's going to save you. And, you know, when you go from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor, because they don't know, they don't have time to spend with you. And, and you've spent all this time and heartache when you could have just had some time with one person to start navigating that and being like, like you said, the quarterback. Um, And it's, it's crazy because now I'm reading articles on artificial intelligence and how they're going to like use all this. I'm like, that's all well and good. Like for, they're going to have apps for physical therapy exercises. I'm like, that's great. But is it a cookie cutter exercise? Are they really getting to the source of your problem? Like probably not. And you're still going to be like having issues. And now you're going to have less experienced people telling you what you need to do. So it's, I mean, it comes down to, um, you know, where do you want, I mean, our health, like if we don't have health, we have nothing. Like it doesn't matter how much money you have, how little money you have. have, If you have no health and you're not living, you're not living. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, with, uh, it's always, and again, I, you know, as, as a physician, I, I, I do this myself, but it's always, you know, patients will, will call with the, you know, I, I hurt my knee or my back or uh, a patient today who, you know, injured their uh, hip in yoga. And, you know, the patient's asking, say, get x-rays. My staff's asking if I should get an MRI. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, the first thing is I probably just need to see the patient. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, you know, initially I, I was thinking from what they were describing that the, you know, they were describing that she heard a pop and a tear and it was on the anterior part of her thigh. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, X, Y, Z. And then when she gets in here, it's a, something totally different. Yes. Um, and it, it turns out, I mean, it's a ham, it's a, a high hamstring injury. And so, you know, you, until you've actually seen it and a lot of times when I see an examined patient, I may not know the answer, yep. um, but it's, you know, things are lost in translation until you actually look and examine the patient yourself. Uh, you know, it's, I, I sometimes send patients to specialists and they can't come in the door unless they've got an MRI first. I know it's just so crazy to me, but which I understand for some things, but it's the reality of where our healthcare system is at. Yeah. 
I mean, one of the big things I talk about with my patients is that like, you know, we, as healthcare providers, we see like one thing. So like you have knee pain, you only look at the knee and that's all we're going to look at. And I'm like, could be a hip problem. Could be a back problem. I mean, 71% of the leg issues usually comes from the back of the hip. There's nothing going on down there, but it's all coming from up top. And you've got to look at like, you know, what, how is everything moving? Um, and, right. and, and getting down to kind of the source, the source of it. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Our body's connected. So if you image one body part it may not be where, where everything's coming from. So yeah. Right. Well, give us some of your specialties. Like who's your ideal customer, um, that loves to work with you. You mean from a uh, patient perspective? Mm-hmm. I think really more, I think probably patients in general that want a, to be kind of on the cutting edge and access to different things from a prevention standpoint that they wouldn't otherwise normal have, normal, normally have access to. So a lot of the testing that we're going to do. So, you know, let's say, for example, that your father had coronary disease and you want the XYZ latest and greatest and you're 40 years old as to what the different testing options are or you want, to, you want someone that's gonna take the time to talk to the specialist when you do have XYZ problems, or you wanna be able to, you know, when, you're, when you do get sick is you have someone that you know, is interested and does love what they do. And even if it's, you know, there's a lot of things obviously that I'm not going to be, I'm not an expert in a whole host of things, but I've got a, a broad spectrum of knowledge when it comes to primary care. And so trying to not, you know, not you know, send a patient who comes in with you know, 12 different complaints the goal would not be to send them to 12 different specialists. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean there aren't, you know, if someone comes in and they've got a visual problem with their right eye, I'm going to send them to an eye doctor or an optometrist. I'm, there, there are certain things you have to know your limits. Yeah. Um, but, you know, someone who wants to be able to address not only all the things on prevention, but also being able to manage whatever medical problems they do have before I learned how to do the prevention aspect, which is not something you really learn in medical school, or at least not when I went through medical school. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to be able to do all the disease management and be able to apply that knowledge, but then also be able to focus on prevention and be able to know what to do when you do find abnormalities. Um, a lot of times in the world of concierge and preventive medicine, the, the two don't align. So often, you know, you can go to get some amazing physical at a facility, um, and yet you're given all these... Medical problems you have, but no answers, yeah. and then you're supposed to go back to your regular doctor, who's like, "Well, I don't know what any of those things are, and <laughs> I don't believe in that stuff." So then you're the patient; you're kind of stuck. Yeah. So I tried to kind of for I think for patients that want kind of the the full package, and really want someone that they I think for anyone who's looking for concierge medicine and a doctor in general, even whether it's concierge medicine or not, you want a physician who, or a provider who loves what they do, who you know, has your best interest at heart, not the hospital system or the group that they work for, but they truly care about you and your family members um, and that you trust. Um, and you want someone that you want a provider that you trust. You want someone that you can get a hold of. God forbid you need them for something that's more serious. Um, and we're in a day and age where that's, it can be a hard thing to find, but there are, there are avenues to be able to find that throughout our healthcare system. So. Yeah. I always tell people, it's like, we're the coach. We, we're coaching you through the whole entire process. Right. I mean, it's essentially what you're saying is like, we're coaching you. It's like, we get the information and then we're going to help you through the whole process and going to, you know, using insurance and seeing a medical doctor that way. There's no way there's not enough time. I right. mean, I always think it's like, oh yeah, just go lose weight. Oh, great. 
like how, like I'm here to get advice and you're just telling me just go do this. And that's not going to really help me. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with like diseases or whatever, like what are some natural ways that I can help myself that I, that I can do. And that's what you're going to be able to do and help. And, you know, at a, for someone, when you're getting a routine physical at a, a doctor's office in general, when I was at the beginning of my career, you know, the average allotted time was, I think, less than 15 minutes per patient. <laughs> um, now, I didn't do that myself, but the majority of the co- my colleagues did. Um, that's just the way that it works. And if you don't, your, your income, as you go back to your initial thing about doctors making so much money, and we had doctors that were actually making less than some of our, our administrative staff and our nurses because they didn't see enough patients in a day. Yeah. Um, and so it really depends on how a, a physician practices and, you know, what the expectations are and what all, what all is being tested on a patient. You know, if, you know, I think a typical, a lot of patients until they've had a certain degree of exposure, you, uh, I don't remember if it was a joke or something on a, a show that, you know, you go in, you take a deep breath and how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And you get your blood work and you're out. Yeah. Um, that, that is definitely not what I do. Um, there's a, a fairly impressive battery of tests, but it is also, you know, for certain people that have, you know, someone's got a family history of X or they've got a personal history of X, um, or they've had X, Y, Z medical problems already with their spine. It alters what we do. Um, and you know, it's not the same test every year. There's certain basic ones or certain ones that are on X, Y, Z schedule. So it really depends. It depends on what decade or of life you're in. Or someone who's in their 20s versus someone in their 50s and versus someone who's in their 80s are three very different types of tests that they're going to need so well and, and i think people people don't realize is that insurance literally only pays for 15 minutes of a doctor's time so you yeah. can spend more you're just not going to get paid for it <laughs> correct it doesn't matter how yet you know let's say you have you have a patient coming when you know a thousand page of medical records or two thousand pages and you spend 10 hours reviewing those records I mean, you, there's ways to bill for it. It won't get paid or it didn't use to. Um, so you're just providing it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the goodness of their heart. So, yeah. And I don't think people realize that, um, at all, um, on like on our end, I always told people when I had an insurance-based clinic, it's like, I was spending more money on people to help me get the two cents back from the insurance companies because they would deny things. Even though you did everything correctly, you're just having to resend it in. Then I would to like spend money to help actual people coming into the office. Right. And it's so frustrating. And then not the amount of phone calls that you have to get on for the insurance companies as a physical therapist, you know, or doctor to go and, and fight a claim that's been denied. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. Yeah, the I, I don't. I mean, I still have to deal with it. Yeah, um, dramatically less than I used to. Um, but you know, dealing with uh, they always call them the peer to peer, where we have to try and get medicines approved that are not approved or surgeries approved that are not approved. It's always interesting to hear the explanation on the other end. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like a waste of time. All they're gonna do is deny you. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's definitely a time sink and it's very frustrating. Yeah. So if someone really wanted to work with you, I know you have pretty much a full practice, but if someone really wanted to work with you, how would they um, go about doing that? So they could just go to our website. It's www.privatehealthdallas.com. And on that, there's a patient uh, link um, and they can either call the office or they can send an email for the patient interest. 
Um, the other option would be is it, it, on that there's the, the phone number, just call it practice. Uh, so any, any of those, we're kind of like a family here. Um, I've had the same employees pretty much since we started. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. We do have another physician who's going to be joining our space um, in October, um, who's also a concierge physician um, who will probably will be taking patients as well. It'll be a little bit different structure than, than the way I practice, but in general, still similar concept. Um, I think that's it. That'll be awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so awesome. And uh, I just, it's always nice to hear from a doctor's point of view on like why they set this up and what really is going on in healthcare, because I just don't think people really understand, like it's just as bad on our side as, as it is on your side. Yeah, I believe it. Well, thank you so much for having me and have a good rest of the day. <laughs> you too. Hey y'all, I'm Catherine, Client Relations Manager of Empower Physical Therapy. If you have any questions on any of our topics or want additional information, click on the link below. We will get the information to one of our specialists and get back to you soon.